a Shishkin Productions podcast. We went on a, a pretty solid run there for a little bit, booking actual guests. That was weird as fuck. Yeah, like some of them were reaching out to us. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? Do you not realize he, what this is? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Sizzlers? Howdy. Um, How are you doing? I hope you're doing all right. If the energy is just weird because we're on the same side of the table. <laughs> it feels fucking weird. Yeah, we're, we're trying out a little experiment here on the Sizzle Reel today. We are, we're recording it with a, with a video camera. Yeah, Flora is going to try to put some shit on TikTok, so... Yeah. There might be a sizzle reel TikTok, or maybe yeah. she's gonna put on the Shishkin Productions TikTok. I don't know, but we'll um, but that's a great way to segue into the plugs. Yeah, why not? Where can uh, they find us before, you, before we get started? You Chris. can follow us at Sizzle Reel Gang on Twitter and Instagram. Ironically, our TikTok is Shishkin Productions. Yeah, for now, for now, and uh, you know we have. So oh. real gang at gmail.com. We got actually a couple emails to go through. Oh, we got some emails. Oh, you just add it to the rundown. I got to add emails. Oh my god! And of Email. course, yes, we have the sizzle real cold line. Brr. That is three three two three 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 forty three sixty one. Call in, leave a message. It's been a while since anyone's left. It's been a while. Been a while since anyone's left a message. Yeah. Um, before we really get started, I, I'm sure the, that you guys have seen in the name of the episode that this is the Sizzlies. It's the Sizzlies. But you're like, this doesn't sound like the Sizzlies. This just sounds like a random ass episode. Well, the Sizzlies are going to start in the second half. That's right. The second segment. We're going to talk about a couple things here for a few uh, few minutes. Yeah. And then um, we'll get into the Sizzlies um, after the break. Um, for now, here's that email that I promised. I got to find it. I'm sure you know who, who sent it. Uh, it's got to be Jonanna, right? It or was. It could be Kevin. Or it, it could was. be. Could be Nancy. No. Ooh. The <laughs> um, little tease for you. It's uh, Joe Nana. He writes Chat GPT generated email. I asked Chat GPT to generate an email. If you don't know Chat GPT, go back and listen to the episode from a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, Big the, picture, it's an AI that writes things for you. Yeah. The prompt write an email to Alexi and Chris at the Sizzle Reel podcast, a podcast about video editing and production. The results. Dear Alexi and Chris, I'm a huge fan of the Sizzle Reel podcast. <gasps> I've been listening to your show for the past few months, and I'm wow. constantly amazed by the level of knowledge and expertise you bring to the topic of video editing and production. Such experts. Fucking lies. Uh, I work in the film industry as an editor, and I have learned so much from your podcast. I particularly enjoyed the episode on color grading. Doesn't exist. Yeah. When did we do that? <laughs> and the one on sound design. That does exist. Your insights have helped me improve my own work, and I'm grateful for the value you bring to the community. Aw, the community. Yeah. Keep up the good work, and thank you for all. They actually said great work, and thank you for all that you do. Best, and then your name. So. Aw, thanks, your name. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Joe, for writing that email. The, the email line is open. Call in. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you, that's got to be a email way to call in an email. Call it, you could call it an email. You could yeah. call it an email. Why not? Um, Chris, uh, I don't know. The chat GPT shit, we talked about that a lot last week. But, yeah. Or two weeks ago. A couple it's, weeks ago. It's a scary, cool thing. I like it. I'm a big fan. I haven't played with it too much outside of that, but Same. I think uh, I think intern Flora was getting into it, just, mm-hmm. just trying it out. Maybe she uh, was automating her job. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I was going to ask what you've been up to this week. You know, kind of the same stuff I've been doing. Uh, I think I was still on the uh, the nonprofit video. 
I don't know for sure if that's done. I sent it off on Monday and we haven't heard back. And obviously it's, it's basically the holidays now. Yeah. So this is that weird week where like nothing gets done because of the way that Christmas is on a Saturday or whatever. I think it's, it's on a Sunday. Isn't is it, it on a Sunday? I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Your math's math, man. It is on a Sunday. <laughs> I, uh, because of the way it's on a weekend. Yeah. I feel like it's weird. Cause it means like that Monday, Monday. everyone's yeah. in work mode and like literally by Wednesday, no one's responding to the emails. And it's just like, well, uh, you know, that's fine. Let's just fucking cancel the entire week. Well, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the thing about Monday, though, is I think it's the observed holiday for a lot of people. Next Monday. Yeah. Right. Well, the day that this is coming out, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. The day that this is out. But but I was saying like the week leading up to Christmas. Oh, yeah. Monday, everyone's doing emails. And by Wednesday, everyone's oh, gone. Yeah. And it's no, just like, no one gives a crap. It's like, right so why now. are we even pretending to work on those two days? Just cancel the entire week. There should be no... Like right now, it should be no work leading up to Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's. Both weeks should be just completely off all across the board. Yeah, I, we're not completely off, but we're more or less off. Like there's not a whole lot of urgent stuff. Uh, you know, I, I have some NHL videos that are most of the way there and just need like an hour's worth of work. Yeah. Uh, and we're just kind of waiting on that. But I, yeah, was, I mean, like who's trying to work right now? It just sucks because like, you know, I was like texting with some friends earlier today and um, they were like, some, someone in the in the chat was like, what bars are going to be open on Christmas or what restaurants or whatever? And I was just like, all of them, I think. And then they were like, no, like, I, I don't know how many bars are actually open on Christmas. And then someone else in the chat was like, no, I'm pretty sure like all, like most of them are open later in the night. Like, or at I least think, that's how it's always been. Yeah. And it just is weird to me because it's like I just take for granted like, oh, ever. Yeah. Like, I don't want to work during the weeks leading up to Christmas, but Starbucks is still open sure. and like the bars are still open and fucking you know i don't know any stores are open so it's just kind of it's weird i'm yeah i have mixed feelings about it it kind of sucks to work on christmas i've done it many times in my life uh and it was always kind of annoying and sad but also yeah you gotta make money and yeah not not everyone celebrates christmas some people would rather make make a buck True. I mean, fair enough. Like, look, here we are. I mean, um, we're, making, we're making zero bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're probably getting dim sum on Christmas and then maybe going to the bars or something. Who yeah. Knows? Yeah. I like I mean, I like that things are open. Yeah, I just of think course. it's kind of especially like we don't go home for Christmas. We're not with our families. Yeah. So what Sizzler, else are we going to do? Sizzlers are my family. Aw. Yeah. All, Thanks, Sizzlers. All, all the Sizzlers out there. Um. Uh, look, in terms of what I've been up to, I was doing Tree Fort Dock again. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a slog. It's harder than you thought. <sighs> Editing a documentary is difficult shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, I mean, because you're you're trying to tell like a bigger story. It's not just some, you know, whatever shit for YouTube that we typically work on. That's like a cooking show. And, you know, like there's not really a story to it. It's like kind of a fun little piece but you what you're trying to do you're trying to have like a societal commentary that is interwoven yeah. with with the origins of this music festival and like what it means to it's, be a, a working musician it's a little bit more of a complicated story than i thought yeah and there, um, there's some political shit thrown in there i guess what i'm struggling with right now is trying to figure out like you know at first I was like, oh, it's just going to be all these scenes and vignettes and I'm yeah. just going to like edit those scenes and then tie them together. Yeah. And to some extent that's true, but also there needs to, there is actually a through line that needs to be happening the entire time. So like, yeah, it's the, not like the overarching. The, yeah. Like one of the sequences that I broke out, it's called, I wrote it. It's the name of the sequence is like T 
TF doc underscore the date underscore indie music is hard uh, sure. because I was like, this is where I'm going to put all the bites of people talking about how hard it is to be an independent musician, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, but it, it's that sequence in itself is like an hour plus long. Whew. So like, I know that I can't just whittle that down into one uh, scene yeah. because that's kind of the overarching theme of the doc. In yeah, a way. The, 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 so I need to be, to be sprinkling out. it throughout. Yeah. And it's now I'm like struggling with like f- figuring out how to pace that part out. It's dude. It's yeah. Cause, it's cause a it, lot. It can't just be. There's a reason I've been showing up at one and leaving it four. It's cause I open it and I fuck with it for a few hours and I get completely like just out of my overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm going home. Fuck this. I'll come back tomorrow and try again. Yeah. Cause it's hard. It's yeah. No, I get it. Fucking sucks. It, yeah. And you can't just put like you were saying, you can't just put all the similar quotes together and then, just mash those together in order because then you have like a disjointed piece that like is it's different every 10 minutes when really you you want that that string going all the way through and and bringing the viewer back into hey what this really is about overall i think we're fucked up and we i think we've talked about this on the show before like the relationship between the director and the editor yeah i think where i fucked up is that I'm also the director. Yeah. And honestly, the, dir- the director hates the editor. The editor hates the director. There's, it's true. There's <laughs> enough, there just isn't enough money to pay someone to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. And no one's as close to the stuff as I am. So like if someone else was editing it and they weren't so close to the material, then I could look at it and go, okay, the this is great. Might be easier. Let's kind of move this around here. But because I'm so close to it, I'm getting like paralysis analysis, whatever yeah, the fuck they call it. by analysis. Whatever it is. Yeah. Like I'm just like looking at it and I'm just like, oh, uh, I'm struggling to make a decision, but there's no money to hire a fucking editor. So I have to edit it. And also it's now I'm starting to understand like how complicated it is to make a feature length doc. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not as easy as I thought. <laughs> no, no. And even it's crazy, too, because it's not like this was a doc that you were filming for months on end, you know, going to different locations. This was all done in six days well that's also what makes it hard is like now when i go back to try to tell the story i have to source like a lot of old footage sure so i'm actually going through like 10 years of footage if not more (sighs) because like you know it's not like i it's not organized i'm just going on youtube and like ripping old shit a lot of the time yeah to help to bolster the story it's it's fucking mess man Oh look, Matt King's calling me. I'll take this live on the show. You want to, if you want to vamp, or I yeah. can just put him on. Well, the, yeah, on just, mic. Just, just throw him on. All right, one second. Matt King, what's up, man? You're on the sizzle reel. Oh, you're filming or recording right now? We're, we're actually, doing both. We're actually we're actually filming it as well. Yeah, this is the first one that's being filmed. Look at that premonition. Yeah. What's, Are you shooting the phone for me right now? Huh? Are you shooting the phone then for me? For yeah. Well, I'm holding the phone up to the mic, so you're you're on. You're live. What's going on? Oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> coming uh, at you live. What's going on? How? Why? Why are you calling me? Well, I'm coming at you live from the pool. <laughs> are you in Costa Rica? Yeah, yeah. Aw, happy Hanukkah, Matt. Thanks, dude. It's number. Uh, it's the day. The what is four, it? Fifth four. Day? Fifth day, fourth day, one of those. Who knows? Uh, it's fifth. It's fifth. Um, I was calling to say. I think we're I think we're pretty much done for the year because I think uh, that Dan Rogers video worked. Cool, awesome. Do I, I do I have to bleep? Do I have to bleep that? I don't know. Is anybody gonna Google? Dan no, Rogers probably not. Thing? It's a common enough name. It's he's really it's Kenny Dan Rogers' Rogers brother. <laughs> <laughs> he runs the chicken shop. <laughs> yeah. He's the roaster. Um, Kenny Rogers roasters. 
Shout out. R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. And then... Uh, R.I.P. Chickens. But otherwise, yeah, we're just chilling until CES. Perfect. Love it. Love that. All right. Can you hear the pool? Yeah, here, I can hear the some, pool. Some foley for you. <laughs> you, you. You should jump All in, right. Matt. All right, Do Matt. a cannonball. Hey, everybody. All right, thanks, Matt. All right, we'll talk to you later. He doesn't even say bye. But this is what I'm talking about. It's December 22nd. Why, why are we working? <laughs> what the fuck? He's not working. Yeah, he's, he's in call, Costa Rica. He's, call, he's calling me to say that we're not working anymore this week. But Perfect. I kind of took that as a, like, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, no shit. I yeah, on Monday, I assumed we're not working anymore this Thursday week. Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Like, so, But that's kind of the, um, whatever, capitalism is a bitch. Uh, look, quick, couple quick things that we want to talk about, I guess, we have in the rundown before we get to the break. Oh, yeah, yeah, of least. course, of course. First thing I, I wrote here was Sunday ticket. Maybe you can speak on what the fuck happened with that. You're a football guy. Yeah, so I haven't looked uh, super far into it, but more or less... Uh, NFL Sunday ticket, which has been with DirecTV for God, as long as it's been a thing. Yeah. Uh, the rights have been bought by Google and it's going to be going to YouTube TV. N- NFL Sunday ticket is a service that you can pay so you can have access to watch every game on Sunday. Yeah, more or less. So that's how I'm able to watch Jacksonville Jaguar games on Sunday afternoons without uh, finding an illegal stream. Uh, I pay for Sunday ticket and they're pretty much always available unless it's being played locally uh, and then it's blacked out. Right. But that's fine because that usually means it's on the local CBS or Fox. You've had to pay for DirecTV to have it but starting like the last couple years or whatever you've actually been able to buy it as its own thing. Yeah it's like 60 or 70 bucks a month something like that. A month? Yeah it's it's expensive. It's like well because it's 250 or 300 bucks for the full season and it's four months so you can break that up. That's crazy. Yeah yeah it's expensive. Because NBA League Pass does the same thing. NBA League Pass is like a hundred bucks a year now. Yeah. Well, look, that's crazy. And if Sunday ticket, it's the NFL, like it's probably the most profitable thing in America that, you know, isn't that's Apple nuts. Yeah. It's well, uh, oh, that's a good, that's a good little segue. Exactly. Um, so Apple, I think was originally going to get this deal or they're working on it, but, uh, I guess there was a disagreement with the contract terms. Uh, Apple wanted to... Yeah, basically Apple said, we want to have the rights to this to put it on all platforms, known and unknown, I believe was the language or something yep, like that. Yep. And NFL were like, no, we don't want to give you that much control. More or less, it seems like Apple wanted control and NFL also wanted control and they just butted heads and it just didn't happen. Yeah. And so YouTube swooped in at the 11th hour. Well, Apple has MLS, so... That's fine. Yeah, perfect. Um, perfect. <laughs> it's a it's a seven year deal and it's worth a little more than two billion per season. Like that's how much money the NFL generates. I think I think, I think they should have gone with uh, with Apple. You know, I think that at, like I think what it comes down to is NFL sees that they should be like they see their product pushed in a certain way yeah and they don't trust apple to push it the way apple thinks it should be pushed but i think apple understands that space better than the nfl does like i feel like with major league soccer obviously totally totally different story but yeah with major league soccer i think they were like cool yeah we'll work with you apple like you guys know the space let we'll let you do the media shit you know what i mean i don't i don't, I don't think i don't think the nfl needs apple's help though like the the nfl yeah, is right. its own selling point they don't really have to work on anything it just like no matter what happens in the nfl whatever controversies arise every fucking year it still gets bigger and bigger every single year like yeah. it's 
And I'm, I personally would rather you have it on the NFL is recession proof. I'd say so. Like, I'm sure that it's not year over year growth, no matter what. But hell, the Jacksonville Jaguars were bought in 2011 for I think 750 million dollars, and now they're worth over two billion. And like that's the yeah, that's wild. like the least valuable team in the league. Yeah, <clears throat> but I just think I just think from a like a almost a cultural perspective. I guess I'm so out of the loop on that shit because I really don't watch it. But I almost feel like NFL's image would be cooler if they like were partnered with Apple. You know what I mean? And at eh. the same time, Apple's image would be more like blue collar if they partnered with NFL. Like more people who don't normally gravitate towards Apple shit would like. I think it would be a good part a partnership for American culture. The tech, yeah. the tech meet the fucking drunks or whatever. You know I, mean, what I mean, whatever. It could, I mean, Google's still a, a gigantic American American company. That's true. With That's true. Tons of cultural cachet. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, but, YouTube is more every man than Apple, though. Apple oh, is, yeah. yeah. So, but, but YouTube. Plus. I prefer this because I I use YouTube TV and I think it's a great service and I don't use Apple plus apple Yet. tv plus until major league soccer next year that's right yeah i mean that's true got to um, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i just got i just got three more months for free for buying airpods so that's did sick. you i never take advantage of any of those fucking deals i'm such a scrub like yeah. i think there was one point where i could have had like because i bought something i could have had like disney plus and some shit and something else for like a year for free and yeah. i was like i don't know how to do this i, I had i had netflix doing. free for a few years because of like Verizon deals See, or some shit like I don't even know how, I don't even know how to do them uh, I'm fucking I don't know how to take uh, advantage of that uh, shit I gotta sign up for the the Chris program I'll um, let you know anything else you want to talk about Chris I know I have two things here on the list but we probably should get to the sizzlies at some point yeah I mean I personally don't have to talk about either of these things there's Why don't you just touch on it real quick yeah there's a, a variety article about uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone the South Park creators they just got 20 million dollars in funding for their deep fake VFX studio. It's called Deep Voodoo. And uh, I think they, they had some sort of a movie that they were working on uh, based around Donald Trump. Uh, but I think it, it was suspended due to COVID. And then they pivoted the that company to just be like a provider of deep fake tools within the industry. So it's interesting. Uh, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. It, it's in. Oh, they're the ones who did that Kendrick Lamar video. Oh, oh for real? shit. Okay. Yeah. It says deep voodoo provider VFX for Kendrick's heart part five music video. That's nuts. Yeah. It's a. Uh, you know the, the technology is a little bit scary, but it's I cool. I would scary. trust. Cool, I, strangely, I, I trust Trey Parker and Matt Stone more than most to, to oh yeah to use it for at least fun things for good and for fun. Yeah, yeah like it, it's it's gonna get perverted one way or another, but yeah, at least this is a a cool use of it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what twenty million dollars can do for them. You'd think they already have that kind of money, but I will say, uh, oh man, there was like a poll at the bottom of this variety thing, and um, I was hoping that uh, I was hoping that I could like, you know, take the poll and immediately see the results. Oh, here we go. How concerned are you, if at all, about the increasing capabilities of deep fake video technology, where one person can artificially synthesize realistic videos using another person's face or voice? Somewhat concerned, very concerned, not at all concerned, or other. Slash no opinion. Fifty-one uh, percent of people who read this variety article wrote very concerned. Yeah, I mean, so as they should be. It's only five hundred and eighty responses. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not, it's really not exactly scientific. I mean, but I have I have seen like I some wrote I wrote somewhat concerned. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not well, yeah, it's not like at the top of my mind. If I think hard about it, I'm very concerned, but like day-to-day life, I'm just yeah. like whatever. I'm more concerned with facial recognition technology and getting kicked out of MSG for disagreeing with uh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that story, right? It's what was it? It was like some lo- someone who was like in the middle of a lawsuit with them or something. Yeah, some it's shit? it's a, an attorney who works for a company that is suing MSG or James Dolan in some way. Uh however, she's not working on the case. Mm-hmm. So just like that's that's going too far for me, you know? Like man, James Dolan being scummy. Yeah, who would have thought? It's that technology like no i don't like the government being able to use it against me but i certainly don't like private businesses having access to that yeah like i just i don't think that that information should be something that's able to be bought by a corporation yeah i mean it's you know pay pay me for my likeness it's oh that would be sick right microtransactions that deposit automatically to your bank account every time your face is recognized somewhere i mean i just don't like how how come they get to make money off of my name image and likeness yeah i know you're right it's not okay i didn't i I didn't consent to that come on man jesus christ what if you could like whitelist a few companies though you'd be like jaguars yes you can yeah that's fine That's ridiculous. Um, last thing I want to talk about before we hit the break. Uh, it's not, not, I don't necessarily really care about this, but someone uh, released a, it's in the opinion section of Variety, but it says the worst films of 2022. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think like about year end lists. And I know that they're just a, it's just you know, content. a content generator, yeah. but I think something like worst films is so fucking dumb. Like uh, it's just so, so stupid to, to, write about what you thought sucked it's like yeah dude okay you thought it sucked and if it sucked it's gonna speak for itself like why 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 like why give out hate like that you know what i mean it it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me it's like all these people worked on this fucking movie man like people worked hard on this shit and you're gonna be out here just saying like it's it was the worst film it's fucking lame i mean just because you work hard on something doesn't mean that you did a good job. No, definitely not. But I'm saying like... What is this movie called Spiderhead? What the fuck movie is this? I'm just saying the badness will speak for itself. Like yeah. you don't need to <laughs> fucking... As a journalist, you don't need to go out of your way to talk about all the worst movies. Like that, I'd say calling him a journalist would be a little bit... <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, I don't know. Much, I don't right? know about that. But my, my point is like, I understand criticism and why it existed back in the day. Right. Like, sure. It was, you know, you had to you had to like learn about something because you were, you're going to spend a lot of time going to see it, like going to a theater or whatever. Like mostly I feel like I feel this way about music. Music criticism was necessary when like you were like, damn, do I spend 20 bucks on this album or like, I don't know, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Like, yeah, cool. Read a review to kind of prep you for the album and decide if you want to buy it or not. Yeah. But now with music, at least it's all free movies. I get it. Okay. Movies, it might make sense because you still have to pay for them mostly, but like music is free. You're going to listen to it anyway. Why the fuck write bad shit? about? Why write bad shit about it? It doesn't I, make any sense. To I, I'm okay with it just because it seems like most of these are like mainstream studios. There's a lot of Netflix on here. I, I wouldn't love it if it was all about like indie movies you know like just small artists trying to to create their vision but i mean most of these like the the point of them isn't even to make art anymore it's to make money so i i don't see any fault in criticizing 
bad movies. Uh, like I'm not super interested in it, but at the same time, I it's good to, if you're going to do a best movies list, why not do a worst movies list? Yeah, fair enough. It's, fair uh, enough. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting though. Cause a lot of these movies I would have never even heard of otherwise, uh, I, it just, it, it's not like he's being outright mean either. If yeah. you read some of them, they're, they're not nice, obviously, but that that's the thing with art is like, it's going to be criticized or loved. And then like, you can't, it's hard to put something on a pedestal. If you never say bad things about other movies, like there's gotta be a balance, you know, there's, there's no good without evil. There's no, there, there's no happiness without pain. Well, it definitely worked. I mean, I clicked on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> fucking talked about it. Yeah. We're talking about it. Um, all right. Anything else before we hit the break? Uh, no, I feel pretty good about it. All right. Break time. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Boy, do we have a segment for you. That's right. It is the first annual Sizzly Awards. It's, it's going to be, it's a beautiful time. And it's, it's, the, it's the number one uh, time in the world, honestly. Right. Everyone, the world stops on this moment. I do. Every, they really want to come together and see. Uh, who is going to take Who's going to take all the, the Sizzly? All the Sizzlies. I mean, there's more than one Sizzly. Um, this is the first annual. The inaugural. The inaugural. The inaugural Sizzlies. Wow. And, um, you know, what better way to, to kick it off uh, than to talk about the first award. Chris, I know we were, we wanted to have some, uh, what are they called, like some performers and really do this thing up, but we just ran out of money. So we're just yeah. going to have to go right into the awards. It's, it's, it's a tough time of year, too, yeah. to get it done. I also, I also didn't write a monologue or anything, but the yeah. second one is going to be way better. Next year, <laughs> We're Sizzlies, basically doing this in the break. Next year, Sizzlies are going to be way better. <laughs> but this one, we're starting it off. Chris, why don't, you, uh, why don't you give us the first category here? The first category is Best Song Reference. That's right. Uh, and the nominees are we have Reese's Puffs in episode 54. Yeah. Reese's Puffs. Let's 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 vamp a little bit about each one in between. Okay. So we can kind of stretch this out. So yeah. It just happen. Re- Reese's Puffs. Uh, it's a classic. I don't know how it first came up, but I don't I know. Do remember I, you sang it. I sing. I sing the Reese's Puffs song a lot. Yeah. And honestly, I think the one that you chose in that episode isn't even the one that I was singing. <laughs> I was singing a different commercial uh, that is, uh, you know, peanut butter, chocolate, great wins separate, but when they combine, they make the morning time epic. Okay, yeah, I don't think that's yeah. the one I picked. No, I picked no. the one that says peanut butter, chocolate, flavor. Yeah, that's, that's a, a classic. classic, too. And that's the one. That's the one that's been nominated. Look, uh, I, I'm okay with it. I, I love all the Reese's Puffs commercials equally. Uh, they're, they're all bangers, and they have an important place in my heart and in my childhood. Um, and like Chris said, it made its debut in episode 54, mm-hmm. but it, it's come back around a few times. Yeah. The Reese's Puffs yeah song just it sticks it just keeps coming back i don't even really eat reese's puffs as a cereal that reese's often. puffs did the uh the buyout at wandering barman oh they did yeah dude that's why i got a loose bag of reese's puffs in my backpack randomly what? i swear to god yeah i ate those shits i, I ate those just for three days for uh dessert I, pre- ate, I like to eat cereal for dessert same before same. i go to bed couple bowls couple two tree bowls of cereal yeah yep. i mean i do the same exact thing i i almost never have cereal for breakfast it's always like i want dessert throw maybe some some yeah. fruit and berries some granola not not Bear- on the reese's puffs <laughs> okay i was gonna say berries. I, actually no, look, pe- no. What, pe- peanut butter and jelly bro 
Yeah, but this is like corn cereal and berries. Yeah, <laughs> so it's different. Get, no, it's good. It, uh, trust me. The second nominee for best song reference is Captain Beefheart. Uh, the song The Dust Blows Forward and The Dust Blows Back. That's a classic. Uh, me and, and my, my girl, girl named Bimbo. Limbo. Spam. What a fucking classic. Captain <laughs> Beefheart. Um, rest in paradise, Captain Beefheart. Yeah. Um, Captain Beefheart was a weirdo musician and went on to uh, become a weirdo artist. He was just doing Ab- visual art. Absolutely. And it was also like cult shit. Produced was by Frank Zappa, right? I think so. And maybe. this was, um, so this know. is a song from the album Trout Mask Replica, yes. which, <laughs> Trout Mask which Replica. we first became familiar with as high schoolers. We were at the public library yep. and it just was a hilarious <laughs> album cover and we knew nothing about it. It's art. It's art. It's and we art. listened to it and we were like, what the hell is this? And like, I, I never really took it seriously, but I, I've always just loved it because of how insane it is. It's I can't even tell nuts. you the other songs on that album. That's the one that always me, stuck out to me. Me neither, because I remember when that would like I, I started listening to it and it, that song started. And I was just like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what the what fuck is, is happening? This shit? It's fucking amazing. Um. Yeah, you want to read the next nominee? Yeah, the next nominee is Cheesesteak. Yeah, that is from episode 59. Yeah, the Cheesesteak song from Jingle Punks. Yeah, so I this was uh, not on my radar. You introduced me to this. It's a classic. I, I don't know where you originally found it, uh, but it's basically it's about the city of brotherly love. Friend of the show, Brian Maxwell Mann. Oh, and I found okay. It when we were, um, I think we were editing uh, an episode of uh, Open Late. Um, open late with uh, with uh, what's his name Peter Peter Rosenberg, Rosenberg right? yeah. Open late with Peter Rosenberg, and uh, it was I think we needed a song that sounded like Philadelphia or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and we typed in Philadelphia into the thing, and it was like cheesesteak. What the fuck is this? Sure, and it's like melted cheese on a hoagie roll. What a fucking classic song. That's a banger. Um, it's it's made an appearance a few times too. Certified know? fresh. Certified fresh. Uh, give it the uh, the old sizzle reel stamp. Um, and the last nominee for best song reference is not even a song reference. It's just an artist. It's Sting. Yeah, uh, Sting has been a a, a stalwart. Is that a thing? sure a stalwart sure, for this show? Yeah. Stalwart sounds gross. It does but sound pretty gross. <laughs> Sting has been an important part of this show. Um, first appearance was episode twenty four, and um, it was just an internet reference, really, because yeah. it was like that one time in the Bill O'Reilly thing where he gets mad and he's like, "Fuck, Fuck it, we'll, we'll do, do it, it live." live. He's like, "And here's." the new cut from Sting's album or whatever the yeah, fuck he says. Yeah, we'll play you out with some Sting. Yeah, we'll play you out with some Sting. And so I think uh, I said that in episode 24. It became a, a running joke and yeah. now we use Sting a lot to play us out. Plus, Sting and the police, amazing. Yeah, the only good police are the police. Yeah. The Sting police. Sting and the police. Uh, <laughs> without any further ado, the... Uh, so how are we going to do this? The so- Sizzly... For best song reference goes to Reese's Puffs. Wow, congratulations, Reese's Puffs. Oh my god, you want it? Wow, and yes, you can hear it right now playing in the background. Woo! That's the Reese's Puffs song, Peanut Butter Chocolate Flavor. It's a classic, it's a classic. Um, okay, let's move on. The next Sizzly, uh, that's going to be awarded is uh, the Sizzly for best guest we didn't already know. Well, 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 now. The way we defined this was, it, it was either one of us didn't already know them. Yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, some of the the people are Alexi's friends, mm-hmm. uh, but I I had never been introduced to them. 
Also, you know, we, we have our actual friends on all the time between Vince and Amy and Germ and Coob and Mike yep. Bliss. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem fair. You know, there's a lot a lot of politics involved there. You don't want to leave anyone out. Too too many politics, in my plus, opinion. Plus, we went on a, a pretty solid run there for a little bit booking actual guests. <laughs> that was weird as fuck. Yeah, like some of them were <laughs> reaching out to us. It was like... What are you doing? Do you not realize he, what this is? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like at, worst worst publicist of all time. At least at least one of them did not understand what it was cuz he got he got on yeah. and he was like, "Oh, this is like a, a podcast. I thought this was like a magazine interview." And we're like, "No. Who was that?" That was that Lamb, was Lamb. Was it? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't even remember these fucking things. All right, well, let's get into it. Here's here's the nominees. Um I'll kick it off. Sure. And, uh, the first uh nominee for best guest we don't already know is uh CK Martin, Cody Martin. Um, he is a composer and we use a lot of his music. Yes. Um, we use it in, I use a lot, a lot in the uh, videos I do for uh, a certain tech company that we work with a lot. Yeah. Um, but they're good. They're good, feel good things and they can be good corporate video things. But he also does a lot of cool orchestral stuff. Exactly. Um, and he's, he was cool. I think he reached out to us. You were telling me before the show. I totally sure. forgot about Yeah. That. So the way that that happened is we did our rankings of our favorite uh, stock music musicians and we mentioned him and I guess you tagged, uh, you tagged, you know what? It was probably, yeah. On, um, on Instagram, probably tagged, tagged Sa- Soundstripe. Oh, and I think Soundstripe reached out to him somehow. And then he added us both on Instagram and was like, Hey guys, you know, love what you're doing. Thanks for the shout out. If you ever want me to come on as a guest, I'm super down. And that's exactly what happened. You know, that's so crazy. Cause like I've put such minimal effort into the social media part of this. And like, it seems like every time I do for like, if I just like focus on it for like a week or two, something comes out of it. Yeah. But it's just like, I just don't fucking want to do it. You know it's, I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. it. I'm just, I, I don't like social media. I don't either. So I don't That's really why we care. need to, Flora, if you're editing this, please tweet about it or something. I don't know. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, our second nominee is Evan Mueller, the edit emo. 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 <laughs> the edit emo. The edit emo, the bro. Edit emo. The edit emo. He's got the swoop cut. The edit emo. <laughs> he, uh, Tom Cruise looking motherfucker. He, he, he debuted on episode 23. That's early. I didn't early. realize it was that, that Jordan early. Ep. The Jordan episode 23. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Greatest of all time. Evan Mueller came and dunked on us. He, he You know, Evan was, uh, so I had never met him. He was the editor for Tree Fort. Uh, prior to me taking over for it because he's got a little baby Um, and we were able to connect over that but also he's just like a very uh, technical editor who loves like the craft exactly like he's he's super into it and he knows all all the different programs and like I feel uh, like like it's almost like a if you were to put us on a scale of like not dedicated at all to like very dedicated to editing. Yes. I'm at the very bottom. You're right in the middle. In and the middle. Evan's like all the way at the at the top. Yeah, yeah. He's always interested in the cutting edge technology and like, you know, just new workflows and, and different plugins. And so he was always like educating us on new stuff. And it was funny because from that one episode, he named like like three or four different things that I like hadn't heard of. And then like throughout the next 12 months, I slowly like learned about all of them. Like there was one, I think, again, I uh, think he introduced me to Descript. Yeah. Yeah. To Descript. He introduced, I think he was the one who mentioned runway ML at one yeah, point. Yeah. That makes like, sense. I didn't start using that until like a month ago. It's just nuts. So he's, 
he's always kept up with it and he's a, he's a fucking legend right um and you know that's a person you didn't already know i knew him but you didn't so he exactly. counts counts for the yeah, category yeah. and now 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 we're friends yeah he's the emo um the, the emo, the, emo. <laughs> uh, the third uh and our next nominee for best guest we don't already know is uh lamb t win who made his appearance in episode 90 yep um lamb was was awesome yeah he that was, was he was that was like uh that was a very cool experience you know getting to talk to someone who actually worked on a real movie yeah so uh he was the editor for a comedy thriller called emergency which was actually mm. a really enjoyable movie i like, saw it in theaters d- oh yeah that's yeah, right you I, did. I saw it on you the did. last night it was at angelica yeah see i didn't have a chance because i think i found out about the interview after it was like too late to yeah, yeah. to get tickets but you know it was streaming so i watched it i think it was on amazon prime yeah and it, it was just fun and it, it was cool because there's like it's a thriller but there's also comedic moments so we we're able to talk to him about you know that balance and like trying to edit for comedy but also edit for suspense and drama right. in the same film uh and yeah you know his publicist i guess reached out to us so that was exciting yeah and i think we all had a really good time with it i, th- I think he he was expecting it to be like a magazine interview i don't think he realized w- exactly what we do here and i think he had a lot more fun than he expected to have i i wonder like what uh how do they measure success when like you book interviews like yeah that? i don't know like do you think it, the publicist is like, hey, as long as uh, it wasn't a total dumpster fire and our client had a good time, that's yeah. success. Or do you think that they like care about the metrics? Because I don't they see ask for the metrics. No, no, I don't think so. Or I mean, maybe they did and I forgot to reply, but yeah. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, we don't give that info out. Yeah, uh, you don't. You don't want to see that. <laughs> trust me. Um, yeah, but no. It, or is it? Did they have fun? Or is it like metrics based? I would like to think it's uh, if the client enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that especially when it's not like a large publication, yeah. then I, th- I think as long as the client's having a good time. And I think the other part of it is, honestly, it might just be a publicist who wants to look like they're doing something, you know, and yeah. like if you're occupying their time booking different things and it seems like they're doing more than maybe they are. But I, I'm glad that that happened. I thought it was a very... Very fun episode and it was great. one of and the I, most legitimate guests that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, I would maybe say most legit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, say most, so. most legit guest we've had. Absolutely. Uh, and then the final nominee. The final nominee is Anthony from Bushwick. He was looking for some <laughs> pizza videos. Pizza videos. That's what it yes. was. Okay. Because I wrote the thing looking for pizza. Yeah, I, 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 I don't remember what he was doing. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he just kind of walked in one day while we were doing the podcast yeah. and he was like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm Anthony. I'm, I'm from Bushwick. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, you you guys do the the videos here, and yeah. uh, we were like, we do, we do, we yeah, do. we, we do absolutely videos. do. Uh, I, I don't think he was trying to pay a real rate. Is I don't remember how it ended. I don't remember how his visit ended, but I know he hasn't been back. Since. No, I think maybe we said, hey, yeah, we'll we'll book something. We'll we'll get in touch. I and think then, he's doing well though. He's got a lot of followers now on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he's up to what thirteen thousand. Like yeah, good 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 for him. He's got to come back on the show at some point. <laughs> Maybe we can get him to send in a voicemail. I, 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 I heard, heard he's, he's traveling to Colombia, Florida, and Colombia, and all over the place. But that would be pretty fun. Um, all right, shall we announce the the winner? Absolutely. Okay. So this uh, the Sizzly for, for best guest we, we didn't, didn't already know, know goes, goes to. to 
Evan Mueller, the Edit Emu. Wow. Woo! Congrats, Evan. Wow. Oh, my goodness. We're excited that, to give you the sizzly for this. And, you know, hopefully, um, well, you can't win it again because it's only for guests we, we don't already know. Yeah, so, exactly. Now, you now, now we know you. Keep it. Keep it. Um, all right. Moving on. Next category. Uh, the next category is best new segment. And since this is the inaugural Sizzlies, they're all new segments. They're all new, yeah. So they, they go back a couple of years. Most of these are f- probably within the last year, though. Yeah. Um, Chris, why don't, you, uh, why don't you kick us off here? Sure. The first nominee is... Chris versus Chris versus so Chris versus is versus the other nominees. Oh shit. Chris versus is really up against all these motherfuckers. And guess what? It might spoiler alert. It might like Chris usually in Chris versus it might lose. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, one time I tied, I think who, who are some of the people I've gone up against? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Was James Cameron ever in there? I feel like you went up against James Cameron. Maybe Wes. Anderson. Wes Anderson's who you tied because it was symmetrical. Oh, of course, of uh, course. And uh, you went up against Edgar Wright. Uh, Edgar before. Wright. Yeah, you've you've been up against a few people. Yeah, for sure. it's a classic uh, second half time waster. I mean, there will be one coming in January. That's for sure. Oh my god, it's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while since we've done those. Um, yeah. So Chris first as well. What a segment. Yep. Uh, next nominee for best new segment is Five Shining Moments. Yeah. Five Shining Moments. Um, admittedly is way too long of a segment that's fine <laughs> but it's, it's new it's fun and it's a great way to kill like 40 minutes yeah. like right off the bat you well, know it, that you're going to kill at least 40 minutes and, and you get to you know really understand a person's career right because so true. for those of you who haven't listened to five shining moments or the show period yeah <laughs> this is a hell of a time to come in on a clip show uh five clip shi- show where we're not even playing the clip i know right <laughs> five shining moments is basically uh, the guest career highlights, like yeah. the whether it's a project, whether it's like a, a specific edit, whether it's their first time holding a camera, whatever yeah. it is, it's whatever they, they deem to be their five exactly shining. However, I've, you want to define it, moments of right? their it career. Could, could be the first time they worked with someone they really respect. I mean, it could literally be if it's a memory from when you're like six years old or the first time you ever like touched a camera. Yeah, it can be that. That's valid. I mean, so it's a. it's cool. It really does dive deep into the guest psychology. Yeah. It'd Katie, be cool. Katie O has done it. Sure. Joe I, Nana did it on the 100th episode. Oh, this is a real I think live. you've done it. I've done it. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. it's a pretty, 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 pretty good, pretty, pretty good segment. I like it. Uh, but let's move on. Yeah. Third, to our third nominee. third nominee for best new segment. And this is a heavy hitter because we've done like 12 of these at this so point this or something is, like that. Oh. Crashing the boards. This one might be my personal favorite just because, uh, you know, we get to interact with the community a little bit yeah. uh, and kind of see how other editors are feeling and what their questions and, and, and thoughts and concerns are. Um, obviously it's not our community. It's m- most, mostly just the r slash editors subreddit. Uh, but that's in my opinion, the best source for, uh, editors these days, you know, well, like, and what's, I mean, what's nice about it, it's, it's like almost in lieu of a mailbag, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. like, honestly, we just don't get enough questions in. It's so it's true. like, okay, well this way we can crowdsource like questions that people care about mm-hmm. and that, they've already answered and we can answer them a month later and release it in the 39th or 40 
fifth minute of an hour long episode that no one's ever going to hear. Yeah, it's so fine. it's perfect. Yeah, and especially <laughs> if we have a guest on, you know, all three of us can give our opinions on yeah. it and just kind of, you know, you get a few different perspectives on the same question and it fills time. Yeah, it fills a lot of time. Sometimes the questions are really good too. Like yeah. the one I liked was about uh, what to wear to a job interview. I was like, what a oh, weird yeah? question, but I guess it makes sense. Like, editors just don't have any fucking like social skills they don't know what to wear that's places. true that's true i, I guess i'm I mean, wearing this i'm wearing a fucking, fucking hoodie and a beanie like a scrub um last one who the last one the this last is nominee uh introduced in the last year and it is a staple it is on almost every episode it's since a, it debuted it's a stalwart a stalwart <laughs> <laughs> and that is of course what, what we, we learned, learned last week. week. A classic. A classic. It's in every episode. Well, except last. It's not in this episode either, actually. Yeah. But most of the time in the regular episodes, it's in them. Yeah. You and, know? It, you know, it's a quick little segment. Doesn't last more than five minutes between everyone. Yeah. And it's just kind of cool. It, it, it doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to have anything to do with editing or production. It can just be a random fact you learned yeah. in the last week. Yeah. And uh, I think it's cool because it, it encourages you to think about what you did in it the past week. It was also just a way to like put a button on the show. Yeah. So that way, like things never fizzled out. It was just like here. OK, let's take it home. It's yeah. To what it's, we learned it's a last purposeful week. ending. You ever like read magazines growing up and then. You know, they always do on the last page something really cool. Like, I feel like trans like trans world. Is that the skateboarding magazine? Sure. I feel like they used to do Might a thing right in the back where like it would just be like you they have to. I don't know. It was either like they do a list or they answer five questions or they yeah, just was little, something like a tiny little thing at the end. Yeah. And a, little, always, a little bow on the present. And I always loved reading those. Every magazine I would like flip right to the back and read that first. Yeah. I'd manga that shit. Oh, <laughs> right, wow, right okay. backwards. Then you get to the front and you're like, this is not a satisfying ending. Yeah, it sucked. I was like, table of contents, <laughs> advertising. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know. I was always like, we got to make a segment that goes at the end. And there it is. It's a classic. And, and uh, without any, uh, you know, more waiting. <laughs> well, the, the sizzly for best, best new segment, segment goes to what we learned last week. Wow. What we learned last week. Um, yeah, this week I learned that what we learned last week is the winner. Uh, it was, uh, it was going to have its own category, but we couldn't remember any of the things we learned. Yeah. It, it came down to, do we really want to do another hour of prep for this? Yeah. No, but no, I, I, I have places to be. Yeah, the answer was no. Um, I have to go to Jersey. Chris. Uh, oh yeah. You're going to watch the Jaguars beat sure my New York jets. <laughs> my <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Um, all right. Why don't you get into the next one? We're, all right. We're about halfway through the Sizzlies right now. Oh my God. The halfway mark. Yeah. Who's your favorite so far? So far, my favorite moment of the Sizzlies was when cheesesteak went on stage and slapped Reese's Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh all my right. God. We're going to have to cut that one out of oh, the broadcast. Um, all right. Not the, the Japanese broadcast, though. Turning Japanese. That's where the... Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> That's on video. <laughs> Bro, you, you, you were playing that song I was earlier. Not, no, Spotify picked it. Oh, okay. Fuck Spotify. Yeah, well, Spotify knows you all too well. Go all right. This is... <laughs> the fourth category is for best sizzly... Of best ending song. So, yes. you know, early on this year, we started playing out with Sting, but yes. that's not the only. Yeah. The first time we played out with Sting, as we mentioned earlier, was, uh, I believe episode it was episode 24? 24. Okay. So not this year, two years ago. 
Yeah. Wow. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Um, but yeah, we uh, we we change it up. Yeah. And then sometimes we go through eras and periods where. Sure. There'll be like a 10 episode run where like seven of them are different songs. And yeah. Then like suddenly we're back to the original. So it's a real song. Or whatever. So Sting, because we've used so many of his songs, uh, we decided <laughs> to leave him out completely. Yeah. Uh, just to. He had his chance at winning something. Yeah. He did win. He's the OG. OK. Yeah, sorry, like, Gordon. He gets the sizzly for OG. But this is. For all the times maybe, that we didn't use Sting, maybe the, the next, fun ones. maybe next year he'll get like one of those lifetime Life, achievement yeah. awards, <laughs> lifetime <laughs> achievement, Sizzly. Um, all right, uh, you want me to kick it off? Do you want to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Okay, uh, the first nominee is from episode twenty nine, and it is a song by Sarah the Instrumentalist. Shout out Sarah the Instrumentalist. Yeah. She's a she's a fucking legend. She yeah. actually is a dream guest. I would like to have her on the show. Hundred percent. So she was uh, highly ranked when we did our favorite stock catalog musicians yeah favorite um, library music or absolutely whatever. you know i haven't been using too much of her stuff lately just because the content i've been using uh doesn't always fit her vibe sometimes it does yeah it just depends she's usually a little bit more chill Very and chill. like uh not baroque but it's like, almost like it's like lo-fi beats yeah, like yeah she makes like lo-fi beats and they're all like really <laughs> fucking good but the thing is you know it's actually great background music for like if you were to run like a YouTube channel and do like video games yes. and shit. It's like the perfect background music mm -hmm. to just put behind everything. Um, but um, she has a huge catalog. She's always putting do. out new music. Uh, you can yeah. find her on Epidemic Sound. She likes to make rugs as well. I think if you follow her on TikTok, oh. yeah, she should hang out with Rex. She should. Um, Sarah, the instrumentalist, congrats on your nomination. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as if she's fucking. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other nominee for best ending song, one of the next ones, is uh, Deadwicks with their song TV Wanted. Uh, sure, we had Ian our... from Deadwicks yes. on, and he uh, he's an incredible drummer, and he's an incredible editor, too. Yeah. And uh, he's in the band Deadwicks. Um, Ian had a, had a good time coming on the show. We crashed the boards with him, I, I believe. believe. Yes. We and talked about uh, he's... Uh, mostly he's an avid editor. Yes. Uh, so we talked to him about the differences there. And Works on documentaries, actually. Yes, yes. And we also, one of the questions that came up was your dream editing setup. Oh. And uh, I think, didn't he say like he wanted a slide or something like That's, that? That I'm sounds about sure. right. I appreciate it says something like that. I mean, who wouldn't? Two-story slide? Um, so Deadwick's TV Wanted is uh, the next nominee. All right. Uh, our third nominee for best ending song is from episode 101 I know you know by Bill Waters. Yeah, that was a uh, that's a hell of a tune. Um, engineer Will, aka Bill Waters, mm -hmm. uh, BKA, better known as oh. Bill Waters. He uh, he's he's been on his music grind the last few months. He's yeah. been putting out single after single. And I know you know was um, I think it was like kind of the beginning of that like single. Sure. Type well, thing. and I think we. We didn't exactly debut it, but it was like dropping that day or the next day or something like that. It had yeah. just come out. It was, it was brand exclusive. New. It, it was. was it, it was a sizzle real exclusive. A, a sizzly exclusive. Sizzly exclusive. Uh, why does sizzly exclusive sound like uh, like uh, some crazy cartoon character from like the 30s or something? Uh, <laughs> it sounds fucking weird. Sizzly exclusive. Uh, the final nominee for best ending song is. The Arthur theme. Yeah. Which, so uh, I think this came from a what we learned last week or something along yeah. those lines. Wasn't it Germ who said that Ziggy Marley wrote the Arthur theme? Yeah. And like he that. performs it as well. And I, yeah. I didn't realize that. But as soon as I listened back to it, I was like, 
This is Ziggy Marley. That what was the hell? One, that was one of those episodes where I was like, okay, I want to edit this really quickly and I'm not going to go fucking find this on YouTube. So I literally just played it off my laptop and put the microphone next to it and just used that. Hey, know? I mean, look. it was great because I got Germ singing along to it too. So it was just pretty nice. And I said, hey, what a good ending to the show. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, all right. Uh, without any further ado, the, the Sizzly for best ending song goes to Sarah, the instrumentalist. Wow. Congratulations, Sarah. Woo. You really did it. Uh, you got a Sizzly and, um, you know, hopefully we'll use some of your music next year. Maybe you can repeat. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can get you as a guest. Yeah. And if you wait till the end of this episode, you might hear... Maybe it might Maybe. be the ending song. Who well, well, knows? well. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Chris, this one's yours, right? Yeah, so this fifth category uh, for Sizzly, best on location sizzle reel. That's right. The best fish out of water episode. Yeah, well, yeah. We're out of the Matt King Arena. Memorial Arena. Arena. <laughs> King Memorial Podcast Arena Studio <laughs> and into the real world. Sure. Yeah. So our first nominee is... The Sizzle Reel episode we did in New Orleans yes. with Brian Herzog. I believe the name of that one was uh, something Crab Zaddies. Big Easy Crab Zaddies. Episode yeah. 105. Uh, Kubo was on it. Um, Brian was on it. Yeah. yeah. Philosopher Brian. It it went pretty long, honestly. And yeah. at the end of the episode, your mic my mic Cut started out. going out, so yeah. I had to like start increasing the volume on it. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. So that was, I think that was the first time. No, maybe it was the second time we used the pod track. Was the first time Minneapolis? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it definitely was. It All definitely right. was. Um, yeah. that, that was a good episode because we had multiple guests on. Uh, it was a little bit weird because we were just hanging out in our like weird hostel hotel. The Airbnb hybrid. was so... Oh, yeah. I guess it was technically a hostel. I don't know what it was. It was. I booked it on Airbnb, but it was supposed to be like a... It was like a weird, shitty hotel. Yeah. Uh, it was just so cavernous and there was no vibe. So like we just sat there and, and the lighting was trash. And it was just like... It was awkward. We were like trying to get the vibe going. This show ended I, up pretty decent. I, I know I had really low energy that episode. I couldn't re really get it going. Well, it's we, also yeah. tough when you're all sitting on a couch. Couch is like yeah. naturally like I think and, uh, ta True. tables make energy happen. <laughs> no table makes energy disappear. Like if it's a big couch, okay. you know? yeah, it's true. We should harness the the power of tables to uh, to generate electricity. We need a new fucking table in here. I'll yeah, tell we you do. That. That's fast. Tables looking fucking bad. Um. Yeah, that was uh, the first nominee was the New Orleans episode. Second uh, nominee for best on location since the real episode is Minnesota. Yeah. Minneapolis. Um, That was in... On the border. On the border. I believe we that's episode 98. It's called Minneapolis Shoot Recap. And uh, Air Vince One was a guest on that. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that was it was a good episode. Uh, once again, we were kind of on couches, so the energy was a little bit weird, but the Airbnb was a lot better set up to kind of talk yeah. to each other. It actually felt like a real living room because it yeah. really was a real living exactly. room. Whereas like the other place was like, uh, here is a shitty Ikea couch in a fucking cement box. Exactly. And that, that one was interesting because we actually ended up using uh, prop microphones. I mean, they're real microphones, but we no. bought them to be props for an MLS like a, shoot like that we did. press conference setup. Exactly. So it was kind of cool to, uh, you to know, utilize them. Exactly. It was cool. It was cool because uh, we got to 
like I remember because the cords of those mics, they're they're really, really long. Yeah. So I feel like I think we were all like some someone was like laying on the couch and someone was like laying on the floor. It was like kind of a wild ass. I mean, the energy probably was low, but um, we were also tired, dude. Like we had a long week of shooting at yeah. that point, um, but it, it was cool just to be able to recap. It, it was a new experience for us as a production company to be on location shooting yeah. in that way. It's not not really. Plus, we got to talk about how crooked Vince sets up the camera all the time. Oh, my God. Vince. We got to talk about uh, your door fiasco. <laughs> okay, get out of here. That was not my door fiasco. All right, move it on. I'm blaming that Mo- on Vince. Moving on, moving on. All right, moving on. We have our third nominee when we broadcast in Vegas. Oh, at NAB. Yes. So Sizzle Reel at NAB. This was an interesting one because the whole idea was we had some of those portable road mics. The little clip-on lav mics. Exactly. Kind of. episode 82, by the way. Episode if you want to 82. To and we walked around the show floor. The first half, it was just me and Alexi walking around the show floor. And then the second half, uh, Matt King joined us, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so all three of us were talking, and it was actually really cool because we were just doing it live as we walked around. I think, did we, we didn't really interview anyone, but no. But people asked us, and we kind of told them, and they were like, oh, that's cool. So yeah. it, it was it was a very... It was cool because you heard us going from booth to booth and like actually almost live reacting to like what we saw there and yeah. like what was going on and how it was set up. We went to a lot of really cool booths. Um, it, it was... It, it was good. It was a really cool concept. Absolutely. Unfortunately, uh, that was the first time using those mics, so I forgot to. I think I like rolled one and then stopped it right away. Or I don't I just know. To roll I it think or, what happened was there's something about those mics oh. that when you plug them in to get the the recording off them, it automatically asks you if you want to like update because they need to be updated the, the firmware, software, whatever. Right. And you just clicked yes immediately yeah. without reading it and yeah. it formats the card so we yeah. lost all of my audio yeah that's what it was so the next morning Fuck. right before we flew out we got well, obviously we were hung over because it was our last night in vegas uh we got some brunch at some random spot it was actually really nice we was, sat outside like side yeah eating I think like they were like seven dollar avocado toast. Th- yeah they were like mashing the avocado in front of us or whatever some <laughs> shit like that while we were recording and yeah. like it was actually pretty terrible Honestly. It was a pretty bad episode, but it was the story was awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know what? When we also did, we did one. Now that I'm thinking about it, we didn't write this in the nominees, but yeah. we did one in the Delta Lounge somewhere at one point. Did we? Remember that? Ah, barely. Remember that? I remember that. Like it was, it was on the way from maybe it was on the way from Boise. I don't Tree really know, it. but we were definitely sitting in the air in the um the airport lounge like talking into mics. I 100 percent remember that. That sounds very realistic. Um, the last nominee. For best on location sizzle reel is uh the sizzle reel live the hundredth episode yep at wandering barman right in the back um which was honestly it, the vibes were gonna be fucking perfect it yeah was gonna be the it best was show ever and then it got totally ruined yeah it by was the fucking bird play yeah so that was really unfortunate like it's on location but it's only you know four blocks away but we had you know like 20 people show up for it yeah we set up a stage yeah and we it was, had a whole run of show we had like a sound guy will who was yeah. like queuing things we had segments planned it was we we, we had jonan Joe as a flew guest in from florida exactly. like it was like a, a big event yeah and and we cared a lot about it and it was really unfortunate because like I'll call him out wandering barman double booked. Yeah. And they there, fucked us. There, there was a play happening in the front and 
you know, they would keep coming back and telling us to be quiet. And it's like, no, we, we booked this shit first. first. Yeah. We booked like, that shit like and way. They back weren't in, even paying for the space. Like yeah, it, it was, was just very, very frustrating. And honestly, it's kind of, kind of screwed up our relationship. with yeah, it's, Bar, it's sour, soured it a little bit. Hey, you know, the, uh, the in between the little uh, ads that go in the middle, they're all gone. Yeah, I mean, not to, sorry, Kevin, you're not gonna hear those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Joe, you're not gonna hear about a bar that's m- thousands of miles away from you. Oh, um, my without gosh. any further ado, the, the Sizzly for best on location episode reel. Of Sizzle Reel goes to. Las Vegas NAB live poolside. That one's great because wow. we had to do it twice. Yeah, the, the episode's so nice they recorded it twice. Hell yeah! Um, that well, was an important learning lesson. We're almost a learning lesson. Yeah, <laughs> a learning, learning lesson. lesson. Yeah, we're all lessons learning. Whatever. Lessons. Uh, right, at, we're at the end here. We got two more categories, and these are the heavy hitters. You know how in the Oscars they save like best picture for like the last one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're almost there. We're kind of swapping it though. We're doing best. We're doing the the person one last and the picture one second last exactly um, or is that how they do it i don't, I don't fucking, fucking know. know i don't watch uh the next category for sizzlies is best overall episode well well now well. little insight into how i made this sausage or whatever <laughs> okay <laughs> the way that i did this was i just ranked the ones that had the most plays yeah it's not necessarily so, our like the ones that we thought were the best it's just metrics yeah because really the best one was the christmas special last year was of course um but yeah why don't you you know i'll go first the the first nominee is uh, episode 50 ayatsi strikes back wow um so this this was far the one that has the most plays that's so interesting and i think it's just because it was topical but what's especially ridiculous that that has the most plays neither of us are in the union neither of us <laughs> know shit about unions neither or, of us did any research really on this no it was just like topic fodder you know when we didn't yeah. have other things to talk about and it, you know it's important to a lot of editors but like our insights weren't exactly amazing it was mostly us talking about how i mean we wish we were in the union and well, we support them here's what it says in the uh the blurb chris and alexi talk chris's music career Hollywood crypto and the IATSE strike. So I don't know what the fuck we talked about in that one. Is that, but did Quentin Tarantino come out with some sort of crypto shit? Is that what it was? That might've been the time. Yeah. That was probably the time when Tarantino did the thing where he's like, you can buy an NFT of whatever, Pulp Fiction or whatever. Um, Chris's music career. Don't know what the fuck that was all about, but either way, that that's the one that people listen to. Yeah, a lot. I don't even know what my music career was. Yeah. Um. You want to introduce the next nominee? Sure. The second nominee for best overall episode is Crashing the Boards Three with Daniel Kuba, episode forty three. Yeah, that was. Um. You'll need to read that one out to me because I don't. Yeah, we've cr- done a lot of crashing the board. I just don't. Under- yeah, I mean, it, it's it. What it, what this has taught me is you just don't know what episode's gonna like get plays or why. Yeah. But Chris and Alexi are joined by Daniel Kuba to crash the online message boards, talk Kuba's Iceland excursion, oh, and dissect yeah. the reanimation of Sonic the Hedgehog. This was when uh, they released that screen cap of like what Sonic was going to yeah, look like. Yeah, and it was everyone awful. freaked out and like made them redraw it, basically. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they did because the Sonic movie actually ended up being alright. The second one, not so much, but first I heard one, the first one was really good. The first one, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun and Sonic Sonic looked like Sonic, most importantly. Yeah. Not that weird fucking <laughs> Pokemon shit. Like, ugh. Um, I don't remember what we crashed the boards about because I don't necessarily take those notes. Actually, 
wait a second, let me scroll back here in time because there was a time when I took really, really long notes on every episode. Um, and this was, nope, this was right when I stopped. Okay, so perfect. This was the episode where I stopped doing that. <laughs> so we don't have those notes. That's uh, fine. Go back and listen if you're interested. I'm sure it's great because we only do great content. We only do good shit over here. Um, all right. Uh, the next nominee for best overall episode is episode 86, Off the Top Rope and Into the Edit Suite with Brian Maxwell Mann. So I What re- is there to say about this one? This was a great one because... so. Brian kind of did what? What would you even call it? Like a, a super like a documentary? Edit? Yeah, we'll it call was like a mini doc. Yeah, of like sourced footage that kind of explained um, a certain wrestler's kind of like career trajectory or story or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, basically the story that had been going on for a, f- a few years. Um, and I mean, I thought it was super interesting. It was really well done. And just having we finally got Brian on because we had yeah. been talking about getting Brian on for 80 something episodes. Yeah, at like that literally, point. I think it had been. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, what's that a year and a half? Exactly. More. Yeah, because, you know, Brian is one of the producers that we work with pretty frequently. Um, yeah. Hell, we just worked with him two weeks ago, I think last yeah. week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's a good friend as well. And it was just cool to get him in here and get his insight because even though he's a producer, he also knows how to edit. And most importantly, he's a very good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just cool to get insight on that. He's a really good speaker. He's good, yeah, good on mic. Absolutely. Um, the blurb for that was that we're joined by Brian Maxwell Mann to talk keeping your edit skills sharp, even if there's no edit work coming in. Piracy and copyright laws and the meteoric rise of Brian's YouTube channel. Yeah. So. Those are some of the uh, some of the topics. Um, the last one, the last nominee, uh, the last nominee is the Venus Return with Kira, episode forty eight. That's right, Kira. I didn't realize it's been that long. Yeah, yeah. Kira came on um, to talk uh, forming a business slash legal entity, running a magazine, and overwhelmed slash overworked creatives. We also yeah, talked so, about the Venus Return. So Kira, she came from the agency world, right? Uh, I think she had done stuff in the agency world and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kira, I don't know if you hear this, but uh, I think she had come from the agency world, but it it was mostly bad experiences when she started and she decided to like kind of pivot Pivot. and go do her own thing. Absolutely. Um, And she, she has her own podcast that. Yeah, uh, the, the straw. She has a whole like kind of network, n- network like a, a yeah. brand almost. Yeah. The astrology, exactly. And so she's got you know podcasts, and she does uh, her social media is really well or like maintained and designed, and it's very. Cool. But wasn't she originally a guest on a different? Was it? Ask she probably was anything? on Germ. She was on Germ's show because her and Germ are yeah. like good friends. Yeah, that makes I think sense. they used to be roommates actually. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was cool because there's a new perspective to me. It's just interesting. Like, I'm glad that we talked a lot about like the business stuff and like what it is like to, to run a business that's maybe different from post-production yeah. similar world, but a little different. Cause you always learn new things. Like even today I was at, I was at the, the barber and I was talking to Matt, the, the guy who runs the shop. Sure. And he, oh, I know Matt, him and I were talking, he's my barber, he's the guy, him and I were talking about, uh, you know, just kind of how it is like running your own thing and like how the idea of always having to grow year upon year is kind of toxic. It is. And he was like, dude, he was like, you're, you, I feel the same way. He was like, you know, when I talk to like my family or, you know, sometimes whatever, talk to someone, they're like, so how's the shop? It's like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, when are you going to open a second one? He's like, I don't 
I don't want to open a second yeah. location. Like I'm, we're doing fine right now. Yeah, you know, there's I mean, sometimes there's nothing wrong with staying flat, you know. And I, I feel like it's important to, to it's important to be okay with like, you know, dropping a little bit and coming back up and just yeah. ebbs and flows. But it's also important to recognize like when you've hit a ceiling or when you've like the hermit crab, yeah, gets yeah. too big for the shell or whatever. Trying to find yeah. a new shell, got to move on. Um, either way, all right. Without any further ado. The Sizzly for best, best overall episode, episode goes to episode oh off the top rope and into the edit suite with Brian episode eighty six. Wow, hey that episode is gonna get eighty six the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it's going home with the Sizzly. Ooh, that's right. Look yeah. at that. That's look right. at that. It went Do off. we have to make a Sizzly for Brian now? Yeah, we got to make a Sizzly for Brian. Okay. I don't. I don't know how we're gonna. It's like aluminum foil in the shape of a swan. Here you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the night. Wow. Probably the 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 most coveted post production award. <laughs> <laughs> the entire industry is talking about this, guys. <laughs> this is a very. This is a momentous occasion. Um, and this is, we're going out on this, so um, if there's anything you want to plug or anything you want to say, do it now. I'd uh, say we'll plug the cold line, probably. Yeah, so uh, give us a call. Yeah. Tell us how you felt about the Sizzlies, about the winners, who you yeah. think got snubbed, who, right. who you think wasn't deserving of, yeah. of, of a Sizzly. And who you think is going to repeat next year, yeah. who's coming back stronger. And what other categories you you were interested in that we, need, we, we didn't yeah. consider? Give us categories, and we'll implement them next uh, last week of December. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Next year. Uh, call the cold line. 332-333-4361. Call in. Uh, leave a email as well. Do all that shit. Sure. I'll let you I'll let you take it away for the last category of the night. All right. This is our final category. It is the Sizzly for Most Valuable Sizzler. The MVS. The MVS. All right. Our first nominee. Let me let me derail this and actually announce a different first nominee. I mean, oh. he's still on the list. I'm just going to change the order a little bit because okay. he just texted me and uh, he quoted an episode of the show. He said, I guess there was a, a quote where some, one of us said, every listener is Kevin with a different VPN. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I could never deserve so many shout outs, but he's he's getting a nomination. Right he, now he is. He for is most valuable sizzler. Kevin is one of the MVS nominees. Um, Kevin, Kevin told me he doesn't listen to podcasts. He doesn't. He only listens to Sirius XM because he has it in his car or sure, something like that. Sure. He said he told me the other day. He was like, "I've told you this before. I don't listen to podcasts. Period. Except for Sizzle Reel. It's the <laughs> only one I listen hilarious. to. Hilarious. It's like, damn, that's fucking nuts. I mean, shout out. Yeah. You know? th thanks for being such a, a consistent Sizzler, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, he he sat in last week as we uh, premiered the Christmas special. He even had some voices in it. Uh, he's always supportive of the sizzle reel and we just really appreciate you. He sat in, um, multiple times too. And he actually, I think the first ever sizzle reel that we recorded, he was there. Yeah. He was he taking took, photos. He took photos. Look, he sent them to me right here. There's wow, you and your Florida. I look fat. No, nah, man, it's because it's winter and you're curled up. Hell yeah. You know? I'm all curled up. And uh, what happened to that beanie? There's me right there. Oh, that's, and, that's a good uh, shot. You know? But that's that was Kevin. You know, he's been yeah, there from day one. Back so at shout out at the uh, the old studio. The the old stew. Yeah. 96 Nick. Um, Chris, oh. the next valuable sizzler. Our second nominee for most valuable sizzler is Amy. It's Amy. Yeah. It's so, Amy. I mean, Amy. Amy works with us, you know. But Amy is the 
de facto most valuable. She's more than a sizzler. Amy's she, like more a than fucking a shareholder. It's true. Amy's an, an owner. She, I mean, basically is a literal shareholder of the sizzle reel gang. Yeah, um, and oftentimes she is a part of the sizzle reel gang. She's, she's, she's like, she has her own segment called she, Amy's game. She's moving past sizzler territory into like co-host territory it's true it's true you know, i think we could use a third i think we imagine that on we, camera we just put her right here right in the middle <laughs> she'd be surround, super comfortable surround with that. sound us just, just fucking yelling stare at, her. at her the entire so time Amy, blah, blah, blah. but uh yeah good uh good sizzler good sizzler and uh contributes to the show contributes to our lives yeah potentially the most valuable i don't know she's really doing a lot of work lately to try to get this last big business deal across yep, the finish yep. line um, which hopefully gets it, it could change the entire future of the sizzle reel. Sizzle we don't reel know yet. could be, it's possible. Kaput, yeah, like Dan Behar, Destroyer. That's oh, like a great album. Destroyer and Kaput. Could oh be yeah, destroyed. Could be Kaput. <laughs> <laughs> could be everything. Uh, the next nominee for most valuable sizzler. It's our former executive producer. He was the guest on the hundredth episode. I mean, he's it's Joe Nana. Important. It's yep. Joe Nana. He's Joe super Nana. important, and he had a role. All these people, the angry Kevin, Amy, and Joe. Had a role in the Sizzle Reel Holiday Special. It's true. Joe played the ghost of Edit Past. And he killed it. Joey Jump Cuts. And he did that, you know, on his own, right? Like, and that's what no I love. direction. My favorite thing is when you can give someone a task and they just go do it and put their own spin on it and do whatever. They, they don't need you to tell them yeah. everything to do. Absolutely. It's like, I don't know what you should do. I don't know. If I knew... I would have told you. I don't Absolutely. know. That's, a, that's my. F- let you do what you want. You you do great. You, did, you, you do great. You do great. He did great. He did great. He did. Yeah. And look, we go way back with Joe. You've known him True. even longer than I have, and no. I've known him for twelve years. Yeah. You know, like we we did the forty eight hour film festival together. That's, right. that's how I met Me him. And him used to be roommates in L A. Absolutely. We, we met in college and mm-hmm. at Florida. Um, but. Will he win the most valuable sizzler? That's that's, that's a really good to question. To be determined. Chris, uh, he is extremely valuable. He's super valuable, but is he the most valuable? I don't know. I don't know. Because the way that we determine this is very different. The Chris, why don't you nominee. the final nominee? Uh, this, is, this is a really strong one as well. Yeah. Uh, they first were introduced in episode 89, I believe. I think. That seems... That seems that late. seems wrong. That seems late. That does that can't be right. I, is I it? know that their audio file was in the episode eighty nine, uh, like folder. Okay, like in imported files. Okay, but I also duplicate that folder every time I need to make a new episode. So maybe they were, yeah, they probably were from way back. Doesn't well, matter when they doesn't debuted. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> now it, it's strange though because they this was a uh, a candle that burnt so bright so bright but so briefly it's like the it's like um it, it's like what's it called it's almost uh, uh Haley's comet or something yes. it comes around sure. and you're like oh shit yes yeah, it's once every every 70 you years you lived your life like, like a, a candle, candle in the wind, wind. that's Nancy <laughs> oh shit I oh no I'm so sorry. No. I stepped on it. <laughs> Our final nominee is Nancy. <laughs> Shout out, Nancy. Man, Nancy just, that one time she called in, so mysterious, and none of us know who it is. We don't, I have a feeling that you know who it is and you're fucking with me. I swear no. to God. I swear that I don't. No, I don't either. I it's, really don't know. It's fucking awesome. I don't know if it's one of our friends fucking with us. It sounded or, like someone who's older than us. It It did. Like, is this, Nancy, are you just a random person who came across 
the sizzle, sizzle reel, reel? Yeah. and, and decided to listen. This? Obviously, you've dropped off because we've been pleading with you for a while. And you know, but, I'm, I'm I'm like command effing Nancy in this the our whole sizzle reel Google Doc. Sure, can't find a, a, anywhere. Can't find any the enigma that Nancy is, is Nancy. An enigma, dude. It's it's so interesting, and you know, just shout out to you, Nancy, for for understanding our pleas for for content. <laughs> Here it is. I have it right here. Okay. Um, oh, wait, no. This is also from Joe. This is Joe talking about Nancy. Oh, Nancy. I'm, I was looking through our, our, our voicemails to see if maybe... Um, no, I don't. I, I literally can't find any trace of Nancy. This is, it's just mysterious. This is like some David Lynch type shit. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just don't know if we're being punked or if we have a real fan out there that uh, an organic fan. Yeah, we thought that she was our South African listener. But she called in, and uh, it turned it out. It turns out that was just was Kevin on a VPN. Was VPN, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Shall we? Shall all we wrap right. the show up? Yeah. Once again, the nominees are Kevin, Amy, Joe, and Nancy. Nancy yep. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The sizzly for, for the most valuable sizzler goes to Nancy. Congratulations, Nancy. Thank well you deserved. Thanks everyone for tuning in to uh, the uh, first, uh, the inaugural Sizzlies. Yeah, why not? We'll uh, see you next year. Happy New Year! Woo! Hey, this is Nancy. I just wanted to let you know I found your podcast and I heard your appeal for a phone call. And I wanted to let you know that there we are out here. We're listening, and you guys are doing a great job. And keep up the good work. Peace out. A Shishkin Productions podcast.